from VentureX Studios, it's JP, Kathy, and the crew. And the crew, happy Monday morning. Hope you had a weekend that was worth having. Yeah, I don't sound like the Slim Jim guy. Tried to. State Fair of Texas food we'll be talking about. And how about Dr. Clothier coming on this morning? And we're going to talk about what you need to do to make sure that your kids are healthy for their first day of school. And so we'll jump right in with Dr. Clothier. Good morning, Dr. Clothier. Dr. Clothier, good morning. Well, while he is connecting, Brett, let me know when he is connected. Um, getting ready to talk about how to get ready for school. You know, this morning's topic on the news from about 5.30 on has been, why should kids have to wear masks at school? Uh, why are adults being told that if they don't vaccinate, that they are the reason that children are going to be required to wear masks at school? So we're going to talk about that later on in the show as well. Good morning, Dr. Clothier. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. So lots Thanks. and I got lots lost of wellness. On the camera here. What's that? Yeah. Oh, there we are. I oh, I lost the show on my phone here. I thought I was gone. I thought you got rid of me. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. You're our expert. Oh, okay. We don't get rid that's of our nice. experts. We well, keep the experts. <laughs> we like the very experts. Kind, very kind. Yeah, thank All you. right. Thank here you. I am. So, Doctor Clothier. Yeah, so, what were you doing? Yeah. Um. You know, we're going to talk about wellness and getting ready to go. And so let's talk about something just very quickly to get it out of the way. What's your favorite sure. state effects, state of fair Texas food? Ah, uh, boy, I have to go with the classic corny dog. That's nearly the only thing I get there. You know um, that's kind of the indulgence, I guess. Absolutely. You know, uh, my so, other favorite is their root yeah. beer. They have ice oh, cold yeah, root beer. Of course, I you know, I had that a few years ago, and it was fantastic. You're right. Maybe it'll be time again the next decade. <laughs> Maybe time. Well, talking about wellness, of course, a daily corn dog is not wellness, of course. Um, uh, True. And daily state fair. It's a good thing I'll go to the fair every day. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So kids are getting ready to go back to school. Do masks become a part of the wellness conversation? Oh, that's such a difficult one. I think they're going to need to be, unfortunately, and everybody hates that, I know. But, you know, we're just seeing so many infections in, in young people. And, of course, you know, a large group of young people can't be immunized yet because of the age uh, challenges there. You know, if you're under age 12, you're not a, for the vaccine. And if you're 12, 17, most people seem fairly reluctant, although I've had a number of patients get it, but not nearly like adults. And so I think, you know, the, the challenge is several layers there. One is if you just are really good with immunity and you don't get sick with anything, let's say you're an above average seven-year-old that just never gets sick, but you live with your grandmother who's on maybe a, uh, you know, a chemotherapy for uh, chronic leukemia, for instance, uh, then that child could carry the virus home and infect the family because there are, you know, there's still, if you're not prone to gain it, which may be, you still can carry viral particles around and infect people. So if you wear a mask, you minimize the amount you would spread to somebody else if you were that carrier and therefore to somebody else picking it up and taking it home and being a problem to somebody who's 
you know, more, much more susceptible. You also, I mean, we've had a number of young people here lately who've been in the hospital, uh, have been intubated, same as we were seeing with the more mature group last year. And, you know, it for a while, it looked like the, uh, the virus just didn't seem to hit young people much or was pretty mild. I've had parents tell me they don't worry about their kids at all because it'd just be a cold if they get it. Well, that may have been true last year with the original virus, but with the Delta variant, it seems to be a real challenge, uh, much more significant challenge to the young. And the other uh, problem is that it's a shorter incubation time. So in theory, you could, you know, spread it quickly in a group of people before anybody could really even catch on and realize there's an infection. Like, for instance, I know some groups of people over the past year have had maybe one or two people get infected. They can then isolate and uh, not necessarily carry as much of the virus and be as contagious as others and spend a few days lying low and they didn't really spread it. This one may spread before anybody realizes anybody's infected. And, uh, you know, that's a problem. So, Dr. Clothier, as we get ready to step into the classroom, because it's happening, schools, uh, Garland, I think ISD has already gone back. Uh, we've got schools yeah, going back last Monday. Yeah, we have schools going back on the 11th. Um, what mm-hmm. kind of what kind of other wellness should our students be and families be looking for? Should we be making a doctor's visit before we start the school year just to get a physical? Yeah, I, you know, I think it's good. Now, having said that, there's almost no chance you can get in before school starts now because, you know, if you've waited till school started a week ago or starts in three days, you know, there are just so many people a doctor can see in a day. So it's a, you know, that's a little bit of a challenge. But if you can do it soon, I think general health should never be ignored. And you need your child to make sure, you know, that your child is healthy growing right, getting the right nutrition, encouraging exercise, all those things that are factors. Screen for, you know, other issues that really actually could be potentially contagious in a classroom, say rashes and things like that that, uh, you know, are an issue potentially. Asthma, all kinds of things. And if you have, of course, a participation in a UIL event, you need a sports physical. A lot of schools do those. But the challenge I find, or at least what I hear, I haven't gone through one of those because it's been a while since I was a student, but uh, what I hear is they kind of rush people through and basically kind of ask them, you know, you feeling all right, good, good, see ya, and sign them. And uh, you really need to listen to the heart carefully, need to make sure no one's having joint pain where they have an unstable hip, say, as a child. And, uh, you know, just there, there are important factors. The reason there's a health screen before a school oriented participation is that there are reasons that you should not participate until your health is improved. And, uh, you know, that's, that's been established very well established over time in the health community and frankly, by the state, that's why the state has required those pre-participation physicals. So, you know, if you're out doing band, uh, for instance, right now in the heat and doing your your practice on pavement, uh, you know, you got to make sure you're healthy, that your blood pressure is not high, things like that that are, are very important. And, you know, if you have an infected blister on your foot, that's kind of a big deal, too. Those can get bad. You know, we've forgotten a lot of these other things that are big 
in the era of COVID. They're not being mentioned. And so I just want to mention one other thing other than all the, the there's a lot to be gleaned from a physical. And tell you that for children, for adults, for establishing that relationship to where a child maybe could tell their doctor that they're being bullied or, you know, have eating disorder issues or all, you know, there are just a lot of things that can be picked up on in a physical. And then there's the big thing that I think people have sort of wanted to ignore is children have required immunizations for school. There's nothing odd about immunizations being required for school. And, you know, all, all the talk about we got to overthrow the government if they start talking about immunizations being recommended or whatever. Uh, you know, the reason there are certain shots that are required for school is that they reduce disease. And the, by reducing disease, they reduce death and disability. And, um, you know, that's just something to be kept in perspective with the COVID era, too. So, Dr. Clothier, what is the biggest difference between a physical for athletics and a general wellness physical for a child? Uh, uh, the signing of a form. That's really about it. You know, maybe a couple more questions about whether somebody's had a concussion, but I think, frankly, those things should be asked anyway. Uh, so, really, it's, uh, you know, if you're doing the pre-participation physical, there's a form to fill out that shows you did it and a health form that goes with that that the parent and child should uh, complete together. Uh, and then for just, you know, a routine physical, maybe you want to, would call it that with shots or whatever they're due, they're really the same. I mean, there are a couple of different factors. You must check vision, for instance, on a pre-participation physical, just as an example. But, you know, your doctor's office should always be getting blood pressure. Your doctor should always be listening to the heart, always examining the child, always talking to them to see if they interact. You know, all those things are going to be the same. So, so really, whether you happen to be a star participant in activities or, uh, you know, a star academically, you need the same physical. So, Dr. Clothier... I remember when I was a kid and in athletics, you know, we, we would all pile into the gym and there were several doctors with the, the partitions up and you'd go into your little partition. And I remember of course mm -hmm. the running joke for middle schoolers, because that's when I first really experienced yeah. was sixth grade, seventh grade, you had to drop your shorts and turn and cough. Uh, do they still mm -hmm. do that? Is that still a part of the physical? Yeah, you must be checked for a hernia, at least for certain sports. In Texas, the, the required one is actually football. Uh, and the reason is there is clear evidence that if you're going to face trauma, like a helmet hitting you, and you have only one of any paired organ, and that includes at the privates, but also, you know, like eyes, ears, kidneys, you know, if you... If you have reason to suspect somebody has a problem at one, that must be addressed first before someone can uh, participate in that sport. Because, you know, let's say, for, for instance, if you have a hernia, and that hernia incarcerates during a game or twist because of trauma or other activity, you could lose one of the testicles, for instance, as a, uh, you know, a danger to the body. So you don't want to... Uh, also, you know, be the person born with one and lose the other to a head helmet hits 
And uh, so those things are, yes, they're done. They're very important. So, Dr. Clothier, have they done anything with looking at the heart? You know, we hear every summer workout or spring workout that we lose a, a high school student, a college student, even sometimes in the pros, uh, we'll lose a pro athlete due to a hidden uh-huh. heart condition. Um, what are, are, is it just a matter of listening to the heart? When will that go to the next level? Well, yeah, it, it, the tra- challenge is there's not a next level for it to go to yet. And that's got to be discovered. And the problem is what you're talking about is that um, abnormality of the heart that a person is born with where it makes them more prone to an irregular rhythm. The significant challenge there is that may show up in nothing. You may have normal sounding heart. You might have all normal physical activity right up until you collapse and die potentially. And, you know, similarly, like Marfan syndrome, where there can be a tiny aneurysm around the heart that, uh, you know, can, can rupture and someone can bleed to death within a minute or two. And that is nearly impossible to detect. So you're supposed to look for clues. So the clues are family history of early unexpected death, uh, long, lanky type body type with Marfan. Certainly you listen for a murmur. If there's a murmur, it's got to be investigated. If anyone's passed out running, uh, you know, personally or unexpectedly in any way, I think that's got to be investigated. But the problem is, and there are various foundations looking at this, there are heart-related groups, you know, cardiologist groups look at this. All doctor groups I know are worried about it. The challenge is if you have a tiny uh, abnormality, it may show on nothing. You could do an EKG and an echocardiogram on every person you see and never pick one up and have someone, you know, have the syndrome or it may develop two months after the physical. You know, I think of it in a similar way to like a screening mammogram. If we do a mammogram every year, let's say a a woman has a mammogram in January, but then a cancer begins to grow in March and she has another mammogram the next January, you know, that mammogram will be normal, uh, the first one, and then the second one may show an advanced cancer deep into the tissue where you couldn't feel it. And, you know, screening is good, but screening is not perfect. So the clues we look for are family history, personal history of having fainted or passing out or getting short of breath. Listen to the heart. If it sounds perfectly normal, that's good, but it's not proof. But it means there's no indication to, you know, start to worry and look further and keep somebody from participating. And then, um, you know, it has to be kind of suspicion-based in terms of Marfan-like syndrome. You may not be old enough to remember Florence Hyman, who was a great volleyball player back in the, uh, I guess she died about 25 years ago, so it must have been somewhere in the 80s and 90s. And uh, she was, you know, world-class volleyball player, happened to be six foot five tall, lanky, and then she was playing professionally over in Japan and and died during a game from an aortic aneurysm that was undetected because nobody could find that. And, uh, you know, she was only, I think, 35 years old at the time. So, you know, those things do happen, and they're tragic, but they're very hard to screen. If you have a family history of early unexplained death, that's probably the single best indicator that things should be carefully considered. 
So, Dr. Clothier, let's shift over to asthma. Like this morning, my allergies are on fire. I'm fortunate I don't have um, asthma, but, you know, a lot of students will enter school with asthma. What kind of things do you do or talk to a family about when you're doing their wellness on a child who has asthma? Well, there are several medicines that can be done, used preventively to keep a bad flare from happening. There are plans with the school. You can make a plan with school nurse. There are forms, of course, because schools are, are uh, you know, bureaucratically linked, too. And so um, there are forms you can fill out for when there are certain warning signs, certain conditions, uh, the use of an inhaler, and then how many times before they call the doctor or go into you know the office to be seen things like that so there are actually are a number of options now the most important probably is you know where the actual symptoms and diagnosis and and how much you don't want to use a rescue inhaler too much because you know that implies there's a baseline sort of a fire brewing that you want to get put out so you want to look at preventive medicine so there are a lot of options there um I think just having a plan, having an awareness and a plan with both the school and with the family, very valuable. Now, and, you know, certainly we're about to hit ragweed. It's going to be a, a big fall allergy season as, as as always. So, Dr. Clothier, how important is it for you to connect your family doctor with your local school nurse? Is that an important thing? Should well, they be linked? Yeah, I is this a trick question? Because the, uh, of course, you should have communication, and you know it. There is ultimately a healthcare team, and you know the doctor may be sort of the the captain of the ship in a sense, but you know you got. Uh oh. I think he froze. Child has yeah. asthma. I think you need to make sure the teachers are aware, so they can just be watching. You know if. If suddenly somebody's coughing like crazy, wheezing, you know, I you've got to have an awareness to be ahead of that. And then, of course, the school nurse has to know. And there usually are medicines on hand at school. They're prescribed specifically to be taken at school in a certain way if you need to. And, you know, all that happens in the background of a person's health. It's, you know, it's just critical to have that kind of communication. And that's where when you can pick up on a disease that challenges from that disease uh, can be headed off to keep somebody out of a critical situation. I think that's extremely important. And, you know, going back to COVID, I think that's very important in any infection risk setting. And of course, schools tend to be because kids get together in rooms. And um, last year, I didn't really think it worked out for schools with COVID, but they in terms of COVID risk, but they put up barriers and they wore masks in certain settings and they, you know, cleaned and were careful. This year, I think we have a little different understanding of some of the risk. I think the cleaning of surfaces is always nice, but not as critical for COVID as air management is, keeping an air system going, keeping fresh air going. And, um, you know, I think last year, a lot of schools essentially in a weird sense, kind of got away with having COVID around with very low infection. But that was also because there were generally fewer students. If 
you know, schools go back at full force, no one online, everyone in the school. That's a, a bit of a new challenge, and we'll have to see that how that works. And, of course, again, with the Delta variant that seems to be uh, picking on young people as much as any group, then, uh, you know, it, we just got to be careful and we got to be able to be flexible. If there's a huge outbreak at the school, you can't just keep sending kids saying, ah, oh, you know, the ones that got through the first day must be the strong ones. We'll let them go again. <laughs> you can't do that kind of thing with a, a serious viral infection. And I just want to mention one more time this week, it's not a political thing. It's, you know, it's not choosing American politics to figure out a way to keep some kids from being educated. It is a worldwide pandemic, and this is a, a struggle in every nation. So just real quick, Dr. Clothier, because I think the big F in the room has taken the back seat as a result of COVID. Flu season. You know, mm -hmm. we still need to prepare and protect ourselves from the flu. What are some quick suggestions you might have? I know we've got to get you off the off the air. Yeah, um, the you know, the flu shot, I know people are suddenly oddly pessimistic about immunizations, but the flu shot makes a huge difference. We do have about 20,000, sometimes up to 40,000 deaths a year from the flu, and the flu shot makes a big difference. The people who get the shot and later in the season end up with a flu infection are not nearly as sick as those who haven't had the flu shot. And that's what we're seeing with COVID. You you might get COVID after you've had the shot sometime later if you're exposed, but you're not nearly as ill. You know, it reduces the death and the uh, disability uh, and the hospitalization rate and everything else. And that's really like what the flu shot's like. And remember, the flu shot's different every year because the flu virus mutates. And that's what viruses do. That's what we're seeing with COVID. It's mutating. And, you know, that's that's a normal circumstance with a worldwide virus that's spread through millions of people. So, you know, people who tell me, oh, this, you know, COVID's just like flu. I'm not going to worry. I'll never get a flu shot. Why would I get a COVID shot? Just remember the number of deaths in America is more than 15 times as many in the past year than with the flu in an average year. So the flu kills about twenty to 40,000 a year. There are 600,000-plus dead at this point in America from COVID. It's, that's a huge number. If you have one person in the family or whatever you know that died of the flu in, in one year, keep in mind if you thought about 15 more for every one death, that's a lot of people that you would know. And uh, so it's very simple to get a flu shot. I think masking made a huge difference last year, though people don't really want to acknowledge that. In terms of the infection risk, there's very little flu because people are isolated and social distancing and in a mask. And I'm hoping we don't have to have as much of that going into this year. But the truth is, it made a difference. So get your flu shot. They should be out really any day. Uh, they usually are out by September 1st. And I'll be here before we know it. So, and Dr. Clothier, the flu does settle in on surfaces. So... Make sure you're wiping your surfaces down, keeping the kids' hands clean. Yeah, hygiene does play a big role in infectious disease risk, and certainly uh, the flu is included in that, absolutely. Well, Dr. Clothier, I uh, cannot thank you enough, again, for all of your help and, and information to help our families get ready to start their school year. 
Certainly, and keep yourselves healthy and protected and follow the medical guidelines on, uh, you know, various vaccines. They are there for a reason. Medical scientists spend their lives developing these things to help people. And I think uh, I think they're very appropriate to help stop the uh, spread of disease. You know, maybe next week, Dr. Hogan, maybe next uh-huh. week we can talk about lunchtime nutrition packing your kids' lunches, and what they should eat for breakfast, maybe. Because I know you like talking yeah, nutrition. nutrition. plays a huge role in health. Sure. That'd be kind of an interesting difference in topic from the last year and a half pandemic. So, <laughs> very good. Tell me about it. All right. Have a very blessed yeah. day, Dr. Clothier. All right. Thanks. Goodbye. All right. Dr. Clothier, Dr. Norm Clothier with Family Health Care Associates. They have locations all throughout the Metroplex. He's my doctor. Make him yours. Um, what's big in the news? What are you hearing besides masks uh, that need to be worn and kids should be wearing them or shouldn't they be wearing them? What's the science say? The CDC is saying that only 0.5 per 1 million uh, are actually catching COVID. That would be our children I'm talking about. But what is even overcasting that? How about Governor Cuomo? Uh More big news coming out today. 64% of the New York State Assembly is prepared to impeach Mario Cuomo finally. And so will Cuomo finally leave office? I'm telling you, this guy is not going to resign. Uh, That is what's truly funny. Um, And not Mario, but Andrew Cuomo. My apologies. I don't know why I said Mario. I guess that's more my era than anything else. But he is not going to walk out of office, man. This guy thinks that he is entrenched. He thinks that nobody can touch him. He thinks that all this will just pass, and it's not going to. Brittany Camiso, the executive assistant who claims that New York Governor Andrew Cuomo groped her, hugged her, kissed her without her permission, went out live, or not went out live, but went out against the governor on CBS this morning in an interview which she described her experience and explained why she did not come forward sooner. Um, I'll tell you, she, as an executive assistant, number one, she referred to in a report released by the New York Attorney General's office, speaking with CBS in the Albany Times Union, Camiso described how Cuomo's behavior with her escalated over time, starting with hugs. And, you know, at what point in time, and we have now have 11 people, Uh, His top aide has resigned as of this morning. Uh, At what time, at what point in time do we say enough is enough? At what point in time do we say, hey, Andrew, man, hit the road, Jack. The president has backed off, no longer providing his support for Andrew Cuomo. Go figure. I guess it's only taken 11 women and an executive assistant to come out on CBS's morning news and describe specifically the type of behavior that she had to put up with in the governor's office for the president finally to say, you know what, I guess this is unacceptable. But I guess when you're walking around sniffing women's hair, I guess that's kind of the way that works. Isn't that right, Uncle Jumping Joe Biden? So, but unbelievable that in the state of New York, and Fredo, you should have a lot to say about this, I would imagine, uh, that there hasn't been a quicker exit for Andrew Cuomo. Uh, How much does it take for this guy to be forced out of office? Uh, And I don't understand why it's taking so long. You know, Dr. Good says he thinks he's a Bill Clinton. 
Uh, I mean, at least Bill Clinton, only we knew about was one, right? Uh, this guy has got 11, and he's still sitting in office. I think that if President Bill Clinton had had more of an issue, or at least more of a public issue than what we knew, I think that we would probably see the exit door for him much sooner as well. You know, and you're right, Dr. Good. Biden used to be that way with women back in the day. I just don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to me how it is the taxpayers of the state of New York, uh, and, and you, Fred, say you say Democrats love him. They don't love him anymore. Uh, there has been several polls now that have come out, and the and polls that are legitimate polls that have said that New Yorkers are ready for him to be gone as well. In fact, uh, there was a poll this morning, really 68% of New Yorkers say he needs to be forced out of office and removed and impeached. 55% say it's time for him to be charged with a criminal act uh, because of the things that he has done. And so with that being said, and you know what's funny is, is that the whole nursing home controversy has kind of gone off to the wayside. Why wasn't that enough to show Cuomo the door? The fact that he kept putting back sick people into, into nursing homes knowingly and knowing that it was going to cause the mass death that took place in New York. And so very, very interesting what's going on in New York. Very concerned about, you know, where do we go next? Uh, my understanding is, is they are prepared to replace him. So I would say that in a matter of days, we are probably looking at him no longer being around. Uh, moving on to food. Let's talk about something fun, shall we? Uh, big time State Fair of Texas is on its way. Uh, talked a little bit about fair food last week and talking about it again today. Uh, I tell you, one of the things that is my favorite, and I it's a go-to for me right away, fried butter, deep fried butter. So do you go for the deep fried butter first or the deep fried Oreo cookie or the deep fried peanut butter and jelly sandwich? What do you go for first? So when you head out to the State Fair of Texas, you go get your tickets. Where do you go first? I go to the fried butter. I know that Kathy goes to the corn dog stand, uh, Fletcher's corn dog stand, but me, I'm going to the deep fried butter to start off. All right, there are 46 days, one hour, 52 minutes, 25, 24, 23 seconds before the State Fair of Texas opens up. Um, the State Fair of Texas will open September 24th, run through October the 17th. You can start getting tickets now. You can get your premium tickets. And honestly, I don't know that I see the advantage of a premium ticket, but uh, you can get them. They only last while supplies last. Um, the Chevrolet main stage has announced their lineup, and so we're going to talk about a little bit of music this morning. We know we've got some music goers out there. These are free concerts. They come with your price of admission. Over a span of 24 days, you will enjoy headliners, regional talents. And how many of us love a good Texas band? I know that I do. And so you're going to be able to have that also if you're into Tejano music. Uh, there will be a lot of great Tejano performers at the main stage as well. So who do we have? Friday, September 24th. How about opening up the State Fair at 8.30 with Clay Walker. That's right. Clay Walker will be on the Chevrolet main stage. Also, how about Drew Hill? How many of you know or have heard 
the hip-hop rock and roll Drew Hill. Saturday, September 25th at 2 p.m. The Black Pumas, Saturday, September 25th at 8.30 p.m. And then let you get your Tejano on. La Ingeria Norteña. They'll be out there Sunday, September the 26th at 8.30 p.m. And then Little Joe y La Familia, Thursday, September 30th at 5.30 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. I love this. First of all, who doesn't love a good rib, right? I'm going to tell you, I'm a big fan. Baby back ribs. Take and cook them at 225 degrees. Start them at 7 o'clock in the morning and just let those bad boys cook all day. That's right, all day. So who doesn't like the shiny ribs? They're going to be on Friday, October the 1st at 8.30. I don't think we can eat them. Well, if there's a zombie apocalypse, I think we could eat them. But, yeah, the shiny ribs. I've never heard of the shiny ribs. Anybody in the crew ever heard of the shiny ribs? I'm going to read this here real quick. The shiny ribs. Anybody? Anybody? Dr. B. Good says, corn dog is not real food. Processed meat and GMO cornmeal coating, no. Actually, Dr. Good, for vegetarians, they have the vegetarian corn dog even. And my dad loves that. And I'm sorry, but if it if it's not going to be processed foods that get me, it's going to be the air I breathe. So I might as well enjoy it. Uh, let's see. Uh, but, yeah, the... The, the shiny ribs. Anybody ever heard of the shiny ribs? Oh, that's right. The North Texas Fair and Rodeo starts on the 20th in Denton. Uh, my daughter Katarina used to show out there, uh, used to show cattle at the North Texas State Fair. And so there you go. For the first time in 36 years that I haven't been at a school helping with the first day of school, instead I'm harassing JP. We love that. Bring it on. Come on, Dr. Good. Uh, let's see. Field of Dreams game on Thursday, White Sox versus Yankees. Coach, did you get a chance for tickets? I never heard. I really wanted to get a ticket. I wanted to get a, us to go to, to Iowa and see that game. We'll talk more about that on Friday. But uh, so back to the State Fair of Texas's Chevrolet main stage. Again, I have not heard of the shiny ribs. Um, and so if you have, let me know. Kevin Fowler is going to be out Saturday, October 2nd at 830. The Grand Funk Railroad, Saturday or pardon me, Sunday, October 3rd at 8.30, Mike and the Moon Pies. I think I might go on October the 8th. They're at 5.30 and 8.30 on the Chevrolet main stage. Who doesn't love a good moon pie? I was going to say, I don't. have I heard of Mike and the Moon Pies? I I haven't. I don't. But who doesn't I mean, like I a good moon, moon pie? Pies. Actually, I'm not a ginormous fan. Of moon pies? Yeah. Now, do you like banana or chocolate? We're not friends anymore. Do you, I know. Sorry. <laughs> do you like banana or chocolate moon pie? Because those are usually the two most popular. Both. Both. Okay. With and a, there's With that. an ice cold RC cola. Ooh. Not with a root beer. No. JP not, not going pies. for the root beer. So moon pies, moon pies require RC, RC cola. cola. Not Pepsi cola. Ice not cold. Coca-Cola. No. RC, RC cola. cola. And RC Cola has a different and RC Cola has a different taste. It does. I, well, you know what? We should do like a Pepsi RC Coca Cola taste thing one day. I wonder if we can find a good old fashioned lime tab. Oh gosh, remember tabs? I remember lime tab. Yeah, tab was like I my mom and all her bridge friends, all the all the volunteer moms up at the elementary school. Everybody had a big old tab. Now, who still <laughs> loves Jack Ingram? I love Jack Ingram still. Oh, 
Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Saturday, October 9th, 6 p.m. He'll be Is out there. Is freak coming? Yeah, we're getting there. Okay. They're right there. Uh, <laughs> Bill Ingvall will be out there Saturday, October 9th at 8.20 p.m. That's kind of specific. Sugar Ray will be on Sunday, October 10th at 8.30 as well. And there it is, La Freak, Monday, October the 11th at 3 p.m. and 5.30 p.m. Craig Parker will be showing his Elvis on Friday, October the 15th, 5.30 and 8.30 p.m. And then Charlie Crockett, Saturday, October the 16th at 8.30. And we close out the Chevrolet main stage with the last Bandoleros, Sunday, October 17th at 3 p.m. And there's a playlist uh, this year. And I don't know if they've done it in the past or not. They've actually got some songs on there. Like, what do you mean? Well, like the Black Pumas. You can go on and you can actually, before you go, you can go on and catch their YouTube if you've never heard of the Black Pumas. Oh, so you can decide, it's like, hey, do you want to see page. this? That's smart. Yeah, it's That's on really the page. smart. You may be like, I think I've heard of this band. Do they have any songs I know? And then all of a sudden, the song that they have queued up is like your favorite song in the whole wide world. Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's awesome. They're going to have a big Chevy house party. You might want to check that out. There'll be various times and dates on that. You want to look that up. Different uh, acts will be coming on. Rob Roy Parnell. Who doesn't love good old Rob Roy Parnell? Rathmore will be out there. Clay Melton. Heard of him. He's a regional guy. 40 Acre Mule. Taylor Young Band. 1100 Springs. Brave Combo. Squeeze Box Bandits. These are all our local regional guys that come out and they perform. And so, and we love that. Uh, again, the Chevrolet main stage, that is your get and go. One of the other things, U.S. Marine Jazz Ensemble. Don't want to miss that. Wednesday, October the 13th in the Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Bluegrass Band. And now, I, now my ears perk up when oh, I, I hear Sergeant Pepper's. And, and I pretty think, smart. They're I think I've, smart. yeah, I think I've told you this before. Um, okay, so Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band, that was originally the Beatles did that album. Phenomenal music, great, just greatness. My experience with Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band was the 19, was it 77 or 78? Anyways, I've got, I've actually, it's on my personal Facebook page because it was just recently the anniversary of that movie and um and so i was in love with the the 70s movie that came out with the bgs and peter frampton played billy shears you know they had stream was the biggest fan of the beatles and she's like mom do you know the beatles stole the bgs sergeant pepper's lonely heart club band album and i'm like Oh, no, I've made a big musical mistake. I'm like, all right, kids, sit down. Sit, just sit down. We gotta now, sit down. the Beatles actually came first, and they're like, but it's it's like they stole their whole movie. And I'm like, oh, no. I just was like, oh, no, what have I done? Yeah, you, you ruined it all. That's for sure. So, oh. and so, and in a side note, uh, Coach Car or Coach Quigley says, "Breaking news: Carter, i.e., crawling." Let me tell you, uh, Flippy McFlipperson. Night, I know, last night, Sir Flippy McFlipperson. He was he was hilarious. And last he was night. he was coaching himself. Yes. Oh yeah. I mean, did you notice? I'm sure oh, you noticed that. Yeah. He's like, and he start he said something, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, he's going, he's rolling, he's rolling, and then he get over, and then he's like, and the bada bada da da, and and it's like he's like, okay, remember, yeah. do do your torque this way. 
I mean, he, he was pretty back. darn hilarious. I tell you what. So yeah, so I took a video. Uh, somebody had told oh. me, you know, taking pictures is great, but don't miss out on taking videos. Oh, especially now that it's so easy. There are so many little moments like you're capturing that I wish I would have captured when the kids were little bitty. But it was only like if the grandparents bought the video camera over. So, yeah, so he was pretty darn stinking yeah. hilarious last <laughs> night. And he just kept wanting to talk and move and talk oh. and move. Yeah, I mean, it just, and he was all over the playpen last night. I mean, he was moving oh. and shaking and moving and shaking. And like, like in one minute and, video, he, I think he hit three quarters out of the four. <laughs> I was like, yeah. look at you moving all around, covering all your ground. Oh, I mean, it was it was something else. Oh, and he's so cute. It's so fun because, like, if I'm in a bad mood or something comes across and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm like, I need a Carter pick. I need a Carter video because you can't be in a bad mood after watching this child. It's I mean, and he so is so great. much fun. He just talked and talked and talked and talked oh. and talked. And I'm like, You're having, I mean, we had a great time. We had a great time. And I talked to him like a, like a grown-up, right? Yeah. So, because yeah. again, I'm planting all these words into that oh. growing brain of his. I mean, I was doing SAT words when the kids were in utero. You know, it's like you can never start too early. You really can't. <laughs> we're going to pontificate upon which pajamas we're putting on this morning. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so yeah, so that was the oh. uh, the Carter update, and of course, it went out so late because it's just uh, I have I have had so much going on. Well, so yeah, because you're still waiting to move into on. the main your main I'm, house yeah, on I'm, your farmland. I'm homeless, um, and so yeah, so you're hotel living right now, and yes. then but your dad's already in the barn in in his in his barn dominium. So you're kind of you've got a couple of residents right now, one under construction, but you're still having to take care of all the yard and everything. So it's um oh it's something you've fun. got your hands full. Tell me about it. And you we've got horses moving got in. Your hand. Oh, yippee. Yeah. Oh, can't wait to see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we yeah. got horses moving Oh, that's moving exciting. In. So, uh, back to the that's State exciting. Fair of Texas. That was a side note. So, the Chevrolet main stage is going to be packed. Uh, the Powell Brothers, I have heard them. When does, it, I when enjoy does this, them. the fair start this year? It starts September 24th. Wow. So, it's going to be here before you know. I can't wait. Oh, yes. I'm so excited. And again, I don't see the advantage of buying premium tickets. I, that's a new thing. Um but I don't Maybe see there's them. some benefit to it. I, I don't. The thing is, you know, and I was talking to Emily's boyfriend the other night. Cause he's um, he's not from the Dallas area. He's from Texas, but he's never been to the State Fair of Texas. And so Emily's like, oh, I can't wait. He's going to lose his mind. And and he kept saying, well, and he kept thinking, isn't there some kind of thing that we can do like a like a season pass for Six Flags? Because they have a season pass for Six Flags. Um, and I was like. The expense, here's the thing, getting into the fair is not expensive. It's once you get in, because those coupons are ridiculously expensive, and you need like nine bajillion just to get one corn dog or right. one fried something or to buy one ride. I think 50 ride. cents a piece, I think. Some, yeah, it's, 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 like a, it's expensive. it's tickets for a corn dog. Yeah, I think like riding the swings, which I love to ride, um, is like 20 tickets or something. You know, at, at some point... If you start adding it up, it's like, oh, that's that's a lot of that's see, a lot of money. And, I, and then I you have to buy a separate coupon to play the, the games on the midway. See, and I don't I don't do any of that. You don't do any of the games. See, I it, don't. I used to, and it's we like, let where the do kids, I put these stuff? But animals? we had a we had a limit, or and then it became so. Then the kids were like, well, the twenty dollars we were going to have to do games, is that twenty dollars cash I could get when we leave the fair? And I'm like, well, <laughs> I guess so. You know. It's like a, a sure negotiators, um, but have you ever won any of those big stuffed animals? Yes. Yeah, and those are fun. Yeah, but you know where do you put it? 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, I've, saw, and, I've got Gizmo from a few years ago, and he's propped up on the back of my headboard. The best thing I ever won was, um, and now it just left my head because you said Gizmo, <laughs> was, oh, my goodness. And I even had a sweatshirt with him on it. It was the green guy. And he wasn't really a guy. He looked like an exclamation point or an eye. Uh, he was green. Not Gumby. Yeah, Gumby. That's Gumby. exactly who it is. Oh, Gumby. Yeah, I'd want a Gumby. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I still have that. Oh, that's greatness. Yeah, you I know, I, I think I sent you pictures the year CJ dressed up like Gumby for Halloween. And I took pictures of him because he drove in that costume in the car with me to his friend's house where he's going trick-or-treating. And I, literally on the road, people are like, they're like, do, 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 do. And they're like, it's Gumby. And they're just like freaking out. It's Gumby. Look, CJ's all. <laughs> That's, oh, too so, fun, too fun. <laughs> you know, talking about COVID, Kathy, and, and oh, really yeah. we, we need to talk about this because it is the headliner of the news. Well. Which is students having to wear masks. Yes. Going back to school. Where's the science? Are there's there's a socially distanced um, sign. Did you notice that in this building today? There's no. there's a practice social distancing sign that I haven't seen, I don't know, in forever. So I got an email, Interesting. though. I got an email oh. that said behave. Um, behave. Yeah, pretty JP, much. behave. Behave. So how about this? <laughs> how many times did your mom have to tell you that over the years? A million and five thousand. A bajillion and five thousand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, how about this? How about let's, be, let's pay attention to COVID. Wear yeah. masks. Unless you're Barack Obama having a birthday party at Martha's Vineyard, and mm. nobody's wearing a mask at this star-studded event. And guess what? You ready for this? This is what's interesting. So a New York Times reporter justified on CNN Obama's huge mas maskless birthday bash because he only invited a sophisticated vaccinated crowd. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Yes. What happened to all the concerns about the vaccinated people passing Delta to the unvaccinated? Not at this party. And again, the explanation is, well, I only invited, Barack Obama said it from the podium, I only invited sophisticated people to my party. So I guess if you are part of the elite stupid, I mean, physically fit, can't get your head out of your body, I mean, you're Barack Obama's friends then it's okay for you not to well, wear your mask. And then, and like um, Jennifer Aniston, there's some big thing. I guess she's catching flack because she has um, decluttered her circle of friends. Anybody who doesn't have the vaccination is now no longer allowed to be hanging around her. And I've always loved Jennifer Aniston, so I saw that and I was like, you know, I thought you were, you were nice, but anyways. And I get that. I mean, I can understand, you know, if you don't choose to hang around certain people because they're not vaccinated. That's one thing. But to make a big public thing about it, again, I just think that's kind of shaming people. And and here's the deal. Now, what, and oh, I don't have the article pulled up, but, you know, the CDC came out the other day and said now even with the mask or with the vaccine, you still need to wear a mask. It's like, it's like every single day there's something new, different, or you've got people who, Two days ago, we're saying the same thing. Now they're conflicting reports. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's, you know, what do you believe? And then um, one of the members of the crew uh, sent me a text last night, and she said, you know, you know, I'm trying to figure out, is this just to scare kids and teachers as they're going back to school and to kind of put everybody back in their place by putting the fear of God in them with wondering if the kids, the teachers, you know, are going to be safe. All of a sudden, you've got parents worrying. Um 
I, I, I don't, I don't know what the answer. It's like, it's like sometimes you feel like what's real in this world we're living in today. Do you ever get like just a very surreal zombie apocalypse feeling? Like, okay, I just heard the opposite of that yesterday. What do I believe? Well, here's here's the thing, right? The thing is, <clears throat> is that everything has become editorialized. There is no more Tom Brokaw. There is no more, um, you know, I sadly to say, I'm even going to say this, Dan Rathers. There's no more uh, Howard Cosell's in sports. Uh, now even ESPN. I don't even watch ESPN. I don't even listen to ESPN uh, yes, sports I say, I anymore. I have no idea when the last time was uh, I saw it. Because they've become extremely politicized. The last time I watched it was when Mike and Mike in the morning was still a thing. And that it, hasn't it, been that's a thing been gone in a for long a while. Time. Okay. Um, but, you know, it, there's no more just regular news. It's all editorialized on both sides. And to find regular news, good luck. Um, and what's funny is even print news has now gone to taking sides and using language that is inflammatory. Uh, I was reading The Guardian. Of course, that's across the pond. Yeah. But, I mean, goodness gracious, extremely inflammatory language towards Republicans and conservatives. Uh, and, I, and I'm sure on the other side as well when you read Politico. But the bottom line is this, is that we are in an era where we are supposedly more educated, more informed than we have ever been. And I feel like we need to name this era the age of ignorance. Uh, because it's the stuff that's just coming out of people, the stuff that's coming out on social media. It just blows me away, yep. the type of commentary. A friend of mine got into a debate with several people. She is not opposed to vaccinations. Her kids have been vaccinated. She has not gotten the vaccination because she's waiting for the FDA to approve it. Mm -hmm. This thing had been rushed through and uh, she's concerned. But she's, she felt okay with her kids getting it. No, 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 oh, no. No, not COVID. They have not. Regular vaccinations. Oh, regular. Okay, gotcha. Regular vaccinations. Gotcha. Gotcha. And her comment was, as soon as the FDA approves this, I'll be first in line to get my shots. Um, but until then, I'm waiting to see what's coming out. It's. She also pointed out how it's interesting that the NIH does not put any statistics or findings on what damage the, the vaccinations have caused, how many deaths have been caused, and, and so she's like, I'm not going to do it. They, people went nuts. And I'm like. Were they just attacking her yeah, and shaming yeah. her? Oh, or? yeah. And I'm like, are you people doctors? I mean, no. And, and it's are like, you scientists? And then there are scientists out there putting stuff out there that's not fact. Like, I always thought if you're a scientist, you're only going to. Something's only going to, if something's a hypothesis, you're going to be like, you know what? This is what I'm assuming or this is my best educated guess. Okay. But you've got scientists who are saying this is the this is a hardcore fact, blah blah blah. And then two weeks later, they're retracting what they said because they're they're not officially doing that, but they're saying something different. So, what is the truth? Yeah, I mean that's exactly right. What so is did you the truth? did you step up and defend her or send her a message and say I'm so sorry you're getting attacked? I, well, I told her I said, look, I said <laughs> you, you know you you make good arguments. They're not listening. They don't hear you saying yeah. once the FDA passes this thing or approves it. Um, and that you're, and they're not hearing you say they're not putting out any of the statistics on when it's gone bad. How often has it gone bad? We know that the Johnson and Johnson variant, or uh, not variant, but a vaccine, right, caused death, caused right. heart issues amongst a small group. But that's only because Johnson and Johnson released that information. And so again, and she's like, why is the NIH covering all of what's going on with the vaccination? So very, very interesting. Yep on what's going on out there. Will your children need 
to wear a mask when they go to school. Um, I do recommend some schools are starting this week. Well, some started last week. Garland started last week. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, Healthychildren.org. Of course, in the state of Texas, um, you will not be forced to wear a mask. Um, We do have more and more uh, friends that are being told by their employers that you will not have a job if you don't get vaccinated. And so and we've, that got, is we've got a friend who we're helping his wife, who's a nurse right now, um, you know, get their information to the top of the food chain. I just I think there are so many unknown factors. You can't force anybody. You know, uh, Colonel Allen West was on um, a couple of shows the other day talking about the military forcing vaccines. And he's like, you know, these are some of the healthiest people. Um, let this be their choice. And I guess it's the mandating of, I just, I go back and again, I'm not dismissing. Yes, COVID is real. Heck, I've got a girlfriend of mine from, um, you know, back, back in my young Republican days, I've known her for years and years and years. And she had COVID in March, then got vaccinated in May. And now she's got COVID again. She was supposed to go to Boston last week um, for a family get together. And she, she's like, can't go just tested positive for COVID again so again so and then and now I've got a guy friend out of Houston another old wire friend of mine he had COVID vaccination just had COVID again oh I think in either June or July and um so what 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 is legit I I don't think we know I think there's too many unknowns to say for sure, I think it's every week. It's kind of like Dr. Clothier comes on and talks about. It. It's your best educated guess. It's working with your healthcare provider, you know, making the best decision for your family. Well, you know, Brandy, um, Brandy Braley, who was on our show Friday, you know, a two two year in a row teacher of the year winner from Legacy, great volunteer opportunity. She talked about. And she had been exposed, so she, you know, I told her, hey, she said, I can come in studio Friday. I, you know, I should get my results back today. And I said, if you don't mind, because, you know, I'm taking my mom to multiple doctor's appointments. Um, her immune system is compromised. Are you okay with just doing a Zoom link? And she was like, oh, yeah, no problem at all, because she understands I take care of my mom and drive my mom to a lot of places. And so, what? no argument. You know, and she's like, oh, yeah, no problem. I'll just Zoom link. I'll Zoom in. No, And so I don't understand why everybody can't conduct themselves like, hey, I've got this unique situation or, hey, I've been exposed. What are, what are your thoughts? You know, it's, it's, it's sad. It's really sad how just how cruel people can be. And people on social media, JP, that like are friends supposedly of that person. Right. Well, this happened, on. Well, this happened to this other friend of mine. Um, so here's here's the thing, right? This is what we need to diagnose. At what point in time do people finally get sick and tired of this and they take care of it at the ballot box? Because that's how you fix this, yep. right? Um, will we see a big shift in the state of Virginia? 2022. 2022. <laughs> in the background, 2022. Yes. Um, you know, I don't see Governor <laughs> Abbott reversing his decision. Uh, to say that now we have to go back to mandatory masks. Uh, I did say this from a long time ago, that they will find a different way. Jumping Joe, Uncle Tax You Out of Your House Biden (laughs) will find a new way to create a secondary pandemic where he's going to start looking at shutting things down. Um, It's become so bad with Florida that Ron DeSantos is now being called the Delta uh, variant champion. Oh, oh it's hilarious. <laughs> well, I didn't heard that. Oh yeah. Well, because there it's it's so funny there's um so Florida 
who has been pushing back against the Biden administration now. And I just read something about this this morning. Norwegian Cruise Lines, I think it is. It's one of those cruise lines. It has gotten the ability from corporate or whatever to do um, mandatory masks on the ships that take that dock out of Florida. So they're trying to get around Florida saying you don't have to have a mask if you're vaccinated or, you know, I don't I think. Florida, I think it's your choice, kind of like it is here in Texas right now. But um, anyways, I, I just, um, I thought that was interesting. So now you're going to start having, and and I wonder, and we talked about this last week, JP, on one of the nights we were up here producing a show together, is the military. So is Biden, is one of the first things you're going to see, you know, by September, October, Biden telling the military, you have to do A, B, and C. And so even if you're not active military, even if you're, you know, like out in another country or whatever, if you're, um, if you're, um, you know, you're a job recruiter or you work in an office or, you know, you, you work at the VA, are you going to have rules that you have to follow? And that's going to be a way that Biden circumvents somebody like a Governor Abbott who's saying, not in my state. People make their own decisions. Well, and, and I, I don't know. I'll tell you, he's been very, very careful to not mandate that our military has the vaccine. Because uh, I have a funny feeling, and I think he knows this, that a lot of the folks in the military will say, ah, then I want out. You know, and, and I think he's got to offer that. Well, there's something, something's going, because they, they like I said, uh, West was, um, and maybe it's just the speculation of, hey, are we going to go ahead and require this of the military? But uh, uh, Colonel West was interviewed on a number of shows last week talking about, you know, Biden does not need to go down this route. I, I, it's, I think it's very interesting. You're right. At some point, it's, it's kind of like the police officer, police officers who are like, you're going to defund us? <laughs> okay, good luck to you. Crime's through the roof. At some point, you have to realize, um, we need, what, what was Reagan's, one of Reagan's slogans was, you know, peace through strength or something like that. I, I'm trying to remember his exact slogan. Basically, you've got to have a strong military, strong law enforcement, strong, um, you know, uh, first responders in order for everybody to just operate and go about their daily life. You know, so you don't you don't want when you take Carter out to the park <clears throat> you know, and you're taking him on a little nature walk. You don't want to worry about a bomb dropping on your head. You want right. to be able, uh, you're in America, you should be able to take your child and, and go out and about and not have to worry about something major like that. Um, I don't know, it's, 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 it's heartbreaking that we're annihilating and we're just dismissing military and law enforcement and first responders. I just, um, I find that heartbreaking, you know? Well, I'll tell you, it is going to be very interesting as we get closer to the midterm elections oh, yes. on how this you thing are correct, swings. Sir. Yep. And I think that Biden knows that if he makes a military mandate for vaccinations, that every Democrat in the House will be voted out. I, I mean, I, I, I think, mean, I think it would be overwhelmingly. Like, I think even, you know, seats that are solid Dems, at some point, if he pushes this nonsense as far as, and you know what, who who's pushing it? Because I don't think this is, Joe Biden's being handed stuff to say, and he can't even read the, God bless him, he can't even read the push card that gets put in front of his face. Um, somebody's making these decisions for him, and it seems like he has got the far, that, that AOC squad, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, everybody push as far left as possible. Let's get to socialism. Let's get towards communism. and um, Chuck Bloomers. Yeah, yeah, and it's just it's just so, 
you know, it's just, it's so crazy, but it, it seems like that's the way they're going. And if they do, yeah, I, I'll be, the closer we get to the 2022 elections, those midterm elections will be very telling. Um, it will be all about, does he want to maintain the House and the Senate? Or is he just going to push it while he can? And then, and then I think you're going to have people who don't vote or people who, who were mad at Trump for whatever reason and didn't vote for him for president. I think you're going to have those people go, oh, wait, when, when is that midterm election? Maybe, maybe never, they've never voted in a midterm election. Right. And they're going to be like, you know what? We're changing out every D for an R. Well, come Wednesday, I uh, want to sit and visit about Afghanistan. I don't know that if you have noticed, but they have changed out democracy in a Republican form of, a republic form of government for the Taliban again. The Taliban is on a mad rush. Um, I have been saying this for the they're last couple a, well, days. In, you've said this for, they've been in a rebuild mode for a while. Yeah, and we allowed it. Uh, and to the point now where, um, why were we even over there? Uh, American lives were lost. Uh, we sacrificed, and for what? For the Taliban to come marching right through? Uh, they took over the capital of Kunduz, uh, which is right on the Tajikistan border, and the Taliban are moving towards Kabul. And so, yeah. and, and what's sad <laughs> is, what I'm concerned about is all of the technology, all of the intelligence technology, all of the vehicles. Evidently, we didn't teach these guys that before you leave a post, you burn it down to the ground. Because there are weapons, vehicles, yeah. computers, software. Well, it's all, all, all intel. 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 It's all intact. Yeah, and it's so it's now intel. the Taliban it's, has all that. That's so that's frightening. We're going to talk more about that. Well, let's get um, Wednesday. Wednesday. Let's see if we can get um, Congressman Taylor to chime in with you. Um, you know, on that as on well. Afghanistan. Yeah, I, I think. Well, yeah. I want to talk to to Congressman Taylor about the one point one trillion dollar. Oh, infrastructure. Yeah, oh, uh, we need to talk good. about that. Night. I mean, we the need more, to fire up. The more you dig back those layers of that onion, JP, it, well, it's, just, a, it's just a, a big old blue, you know what I'm saying, storm. Right. I, I want to get a electronic copy of the bill, mm-hmm. and I want to read the bill. Because if what they're saying because is Because you it, obviously have nothing else to do. Well, no, no, but, but I mean. American freedom is at you can, it, you can, it. It's at risk. At and risk and you, you can speculate all day, but you're, you're right. It's, yeah, get a, if you get a copy I of that, I want to read over that too. Because there's stuff in we're so, there. We're so fun. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you, there's <laughs> stuff in there that is no taco bueno. There is. And, and I, so, I think the more they reveal about that bill, I think it's going to be harder. And again, this is one of those things. This is something that the Dems who vote in support of this and the more negative that comes out about it, the more you are going to have um, people not vote for that Dem. Because this is something that actually, you know, you hear infrastructure and most people are like, eh, unless you're like a political junkie like us. And um, but I've noticed this is a big talking point on social media. Um, I think people are just trying to educate themselves and become more aware. And so I do think you're going to have more people turn out at that midterm election. I hope so, because yeah. this is becoming a scary deal. We need to replace some other Republicans in the Senate for deciding that they're going to support this $1.1 trillion disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I want it so I can read it so we can talk about it intelligently, and I'd like to hear uh, Congressman Taylor's take on it as yep. well. Good, so good before thinking. we walk out the door, of course, the Olympics has got a lot going on. Closing ceremonies were last night. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I know because my mom called me. I didn't she, have to pay she's attention. She's watching it, so. 
Um, and Co- did you see Coach Quigley had a couple of announcements? Um, Joe Buck, yes, uh, sportscaster, he is actually hosting Jeopardy. I made, I made a so congratulations to him. And then also Marky Post, who I loved, who was on Night Court. Remember the cute blonde? Yeah, passed. Um, she passed away from cancer. I was really sorry to hear that. I know she'd battled cancer on and off for a while, if I'm remembering correctly. And I always, I loved that show. I thought it was one of the funniest shows on TV back in the day, and just loved her. Thought she was the cutest thing in the world. So may she rest in peace as well. So, but I'm going to send you out with this. I'm going to send you out with the number one, take her downtown, Victoria's Secrets model, oh, no. Megan Rapinoe. That's we right. Were when you think such a when you think Victoria's Secrets, you think Megan. No, I think like Giselle and I think Tyra uh, Banks. I think all the angels. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't no. think Megan Rapinoe at all. Um, but check this out. Yeah, you ready for no. this? Subway has said <clears throat> we are fed up with Megan Rapinoe's TV ads. The franchisees want to see her gone. Oh, is she doing Subway commercials? Yeah. Oh, I and only the see the Serena Williams ones. Say we want her out. We don't want her in. Uh, after she kicked up another round of controversy wow. at the Tokyo Olympics, a large group of Subway franchisees are pressuring the fast food giant to give her the boot. The 36-year-old purple-haired soccer idiot who kneeled during the and national no offense anti- to people who play soccer who, who have purple or who have purple hair or who are idiots. Well, yes. Are no idiots. offense. No. I'm, I'm afraid of offending the idiots. Um, who kneeled during the national anthem to kick off the Tokyo Olympics. The United States won a bronze medal this week and began a stint as a pitch woman for the fast food giant. Guess what? Too vocal for these folks. They're like, it's hurting our business. Um, yeah, well, like my husband and I, we're big Subway fans. I didn't realize she was one of their spokespeople. I would have not had a Subway this weekend. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly. Right. Well, it's saying they're hurting their business and they're tired of her ads and they want her gone. Interesting. Yeah. So late last month on a discussion forum hosted by the North American Association of Subway Franchise, a Wisconsin store operator posted a picture of a hand-scrolled note from an irate customer taped to the front door of his shop. Boycott Subway until Subway fires the anti-American Megan Rapinoe, the creep who kneels for our beloved national anthem, the note read. The ad should be pulled and done with, franchise wrote, of the Rapinoe spot. It gets tiring apologizing, apologizing, you're hearing me right, for her behavior. Wow. Uh, Yeah, Subway doesn't actually own any of its nearly, you ready for this? Any of them, mm-hmm. of its nearly 22,000 locations. That's a lot of locations. But they, and they don't own it. Well, yes, yeah, um, those are individual franchisees who own those. And so they're basically coming together saying, hey, national marketing team, you made a real wrong turn on this one. Yeah, and we're talking harsh, harsh backlash wow. is what they're facing there you go and so we'll see how much longer that lasts and i can't i can't believe victoria's secrets hasn't been hammered i mean she doesn't even look like a model for god's sakes i mean oh my gosh but jp oh. everybody should look like a model yeah i mean you know everybody women, you know women, what do we, you we mean we talked about this women go to victoria they want to feel sexy I, victoria's secret I mean, is, is all about the way it makes a woman feel i've worked there for years Loved that gig. That was my part-time job in college. I even kept it my first year of teaching. Um, you know, and women walked into that store because they wanted an experience. Again, it was they wanted an escapism. So Wednesday we'll talk with um, Congressman yeah. Van Taylor. 
Uh, hello, Kayla. Do we have another one of our, I know we've got well, I think one of our border things because that, that event's coming up. I think okay. we might have somebody else coming on. We've and, got possibly a border thingy-majigger. And then also um, oh, for, no, there, for that event. Oh, no, there's no more It's Doodaddy McJiggers. Oh, yeah, that's right. You changed, you changed that. I am. You changed that. Well, it's that. time. You know, thingy-majiggers <laughs> is so old. We need Doodaddy McJaggers. There you go. I Let's, love that. We're freshening it. We're hipstering it up. We are. We are. Um, but we I also, bet you I can get it in Urban Dictionary. Brad Namdar um, is going to be coming on the show. He literally was just on the border, was able to cross back and forth without a passport. Um, he said he's got such eye-opening stuff, and he wants to reveal it on this show. But then he um, have his driver's license. Though. Um because you can know, cross the border with your driver's license. I'll have to ask him. I don't yeah. know. He he went he went to some spots. He was taken um, to some spots where most folks don't go, and it well pretty, pretty jarring. Well, pretty jarring. when we have that conversation, I'll talk about what I experienced sitting in the uh, Harlingen Airport. Well, you were Houston just Airport in that neck going of the woods to Harlingen Friday, and some of the conversations I had with a lot of the Hispanic oh, families, yes. dads, moms in the airport. Would Very love to hear well, that. Yeah, Would love to hear that. We talk Plus, about I mean, because I know you've got a lot of friends who own hotels and restaurants and whatnot down there because of yeah. your travels through there yeah, over Benny the years. Benny Ochoa and some so, of my other friends, yeah. You know, it, it's... The Inverness 1 and 2. Why Why aren't people asking the people who actually live there who are literally... Yeah. It, it, this is this is Im- impacting all of us, but boy, howdy, those folks, they're on the front line of defense and, and without a weapon, and so it's just horrible. Big Wednesday. Friday, yep. we'll talk the Olympics and do a recap of the Olympics. Uh, maybe we can kick Megan Rapinoe out of our country and send her to Chile. She, just, you know, again, if you don't like it here... We'll pack your bags. We'll buy you a suitcase. I'll I saw somebody on social media. They said, like, I'll buy you a suitcase. It's all good. Yeah. You know. Um, again, too yeah. bad. Hope I didn't offend any of the idiots in the world. My apologies <laughs> if I did. And, again, Afghanistan on Wednesday as well. All right. With that, we are J.P., Kathy, and the crew, and we are out the door. Have a very blessed Monday. Don't let it be Murphy's Law Monday. But if it is, put a smile on your face and Amen. know Amen, brother. that he's just around the corner. <laughs> Murphy's Law. All right. Tune in uh, 10 to 11 today for um, Heart and Soul of Texas Women. Love y'all.